Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 124, The Elusive Moose. On this episode, we are live from Isle Royal with four of our podcast listeners to share their own experiences on this island. We are actually recording this from the Porcupine Wilderness, having just gotten off the boat in Houghton, Michigan. Uh, so we just really wanted to share this featured podcast with you. Here are our trail mates and friends. Alice, Amy, Lisa, Jill. So we're all like hunkered down uh, in one of the shelters. We're all facing each other and we're all doing their podcast. And just as you would think, um, as we started the podcast, the sun that we haven't seen in four days <laughs> decides to come out and shine. So I think that's good news for uh, the rest of our trip. So we wanted to kind of come to you guys live and share some real life backpacking situations and real reality as far as coming out on the trail and talk a little bit about Isle Royale and what's it been like coming out um, not only from the Ranger 3, which was a six-hour boat ride. Um, and I, I, I think I... I think I can fairly say, right, what what's what happens on the Ranger 3 stays on the Ranger 3. Um, we don't want to talk about Scott getting sick on the Ranger 3, but that's a whole different podcast. So um, so we'll kind of start with, with Alice. Alice, what, um, what's been your experience so far? And all the way from the, the boat ride, all the way to getting here, and finally making a landfall on the island and then uh, so far what three days worth of backpacking yeah well the the um like scott mentioned the boat ride was a little rougher than expected um which made for kind of a slow start i think we all just kind of moseyed moseyed our way to to three mile our first shelter um but my my favorite part so far i mean it's been gorgeous but this this train um, I'm really familiar with this train because it's just like where I grew up. So to me, it's been it's been meeting the people, the camaraderie um, within this group and outside of the group as well. We've kind of adopted a, a, a stray, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and that's a part of backpacking that I've never not really gotten into. And I, I came out here for that, but I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't expecting everything to sort of meld together so quickly and to feel like I know these people very well so quickly. Um, so obviously it's been gorgeous and the weather, it's been cold, but it's been good for backpacking. But I just have so enjoyed the company. So enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I think I'll be backpacking in groups quite a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing um, that a lot of... Um, you know, a lot of backpackers forget when you go to hit the trail is that, you know, you work so hard for all the other stuff, like for the views and the scenery and the wildlife. You know, you work so hard and you forget about the camaraderie that you meet with fellow backpackers. You know, it really is magical. And that's the other thing that the trail often gives to us that, you know, we take for granted is just the, the camaraderie and the friends that you'll make for the, you know, that you'll have for the rest of of your life. Um, we, we, 
we're not really sure if we've trail named um, Amy as Burner yet, but um, uh, (laughs) Amy's been a barrel of laughs. We have loved you uh, on this trip. What has been your like experience so far? Um, Well, I think the whole experience itself has just been amazing. Um, From the very beginning, the boat right here. um, I apologize in advance, Ariane. (laughs) I know it wasn't your favorite, but the six-hour boat ride was actually a lot of fun. Um, Just the waves and just, um, you know, experiencing being out um, in Lake Superior was absolutely amazing. Um, And then hitting the trails right away. Um, you know, and getting to know this group of amazing people. I just feel like, um, you know, you kind of get to know everybody in a different way, um, and you kind of get to connect with everybody in a different way. And so that has kind of been really great. Um, The other thing that's been amazing is even though you're backpacking as a group, you kind of get to hike solo as well. And so that's been... Something that's been really great is, you know, it's really given me a lot more confidence to go out and backpack a lot more because I've always had this fear of, well, I really don't want to be alone, and so maybe I shouldn't go out and do it. But being able to be with a group and do, you know, maybe coming to a shelter and cooking together, but being able to go out on the trail and hike solo... Um, that's really boosted my confidence throughout this trip. So that's been a great experience. Um, no, the weather hasn't been the greatest. It's been really cold. Um, but we did get about an hour of sunshine yesterday and that was absolutely amazing. Um, and so just being able to sit on a rock and kind of soak up the sun, um, made the whole other 23 cloudy hours of day (laughs) completely (laughs) worth it um and so yeah it's been it's been a great experience um yes I I might have picked up a little bit of a trail name of burner this morning (laughs) by by melting my my plastic cup over my stove um so I'm, I'm not sure if it will stick or not but we'll We'll see. So. Well, we're putting that into the museum of okay. the Backpacker Museum. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, it wasn't too bad because Ariane almost lit the picnic table on fire this morning. So it was really, it's something about this morning. She did actually light the picnic table on fire. So. I did miss it too. So. So. Uh, that's one we're not discussing. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. I know. So, um, yeah, it must have been something about this morning. Um, that just kind of made everything burn. Um, so, uh, Lisa, what has been what's been your what's been your experience? Well, I kind of knew what to expect because I read a book about Isle Royale when I scheduled this with you guys and um, read as much as I can. So I knew it was going to be cold. Um, expected that, but actually experiencing the cold is a little different than imagining it. And um, when we got on the boat, it was way the boat was way bigger than it was in my imagination and a lot colder. <laughs> so the boat ride was cold, but Im- amazingly beautiful. Just leaving from the town of Houghton, I, I thought Houghton was a really cool little town. I loved the buildings along the shore. 
And then, um, of course, the boat ride was pretty rough, and the waves were coming over, and we were rocking back and forth. And I never thought I was seasick, but I had a little bit of nausea on the ship. Um, and then uh, when we arrived, it was just so exciting seeing all the workers from the Net Park Service standing along the shore. And then we got off the boat, and I felt like this great, uh, exciting adventure just waiting to happen. And it really has, just like I imagined only better. And um, the hike, the plants here, and, and the, the animals, are, they're different than other places I've been. I have um, um, haven't been able to see a moose yet, and I'm wondering mm. what's going on with that. I'm thinking you guys made it up. <laughs> 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 the, the moose are a myth. <laughs> I haven't seen any foxes. Do you know how hard it was to import moose poop and put it on the trail <laughs> this morning? That was not easy. <laughs> I'm thinking. We've been looking at all the different poop and studying it and trying to figure out what animal it comes from. But um, the, the plants are really amazing. Um, the, the different trees, there's trees here we don't have in Kentucky. Um, and then we saw earlier today on a hike... Um, in a, a wetland area, we saw a bunch of pitcher plants. I'm pretty sure that's what they were. And um, what we've talked about is that there's like different, the different areas of the island are, it's like different hikes. So you have the paths along the shore, they're like this coastal hike, and then you have the rocky areas up on the ridge, and those are like a mountainous hike, and then you have the forest areas and those are like a forest hike so you can get so many different experiences just in one backpack trip different parts of a hike and that really enhances the trip and that's something i really enjoyed and you whittled your own spoon yeah uh, I forgot so <laughs> spoon and i forgot a light i have a handheld flashlight but i forgot my headlamp so i had to improvise by making a spoon. It's not a very good one, but I made one. So we saw Lisa sitting on a rock uh, yesterday just whittling this stick. And I go, Lisa, what are you doing? She goes, I'm whittling a spoon. What do you think I'm doing? And I'm like, okay. So um, yeah, so that was, that was, that was awesome. Your trail name is The Whittler. So, and she's making us apple pie tonight. Yes. So we're pretty excited about, about that. So Jill, what, what's been your experience so, so far on the, on the island? My experience has been a bit of panic and um, wanting to tap out the first day. So uh, both of you guys were very instrumental in talking me off the wall. Um, Rats, I wasn't going to say, um, <laughs> just learning to get outside of my head and not panic when I'm by myself, even though I'm accustomed to hiking by myself back home. I did find myself panicking in this different terrain. So just learning to get outside of my head and draw on the strength of everybody around me and to see the youthful exuberance of the younger ones and the whippersnappers, the whippersnappers <laughs> <laughs> and allow myself to say, yes, I would like to hike with someone else have a partner and just learning to 
like I said, draw on their strength and accept that, no, this is not as frightening as I would let myself start thinking while I'm hiking, but just really learning endurance and taking one step at a time. I tend to be the caboose of the group, and I that was <laughs> that was another source of panic for me, that I was slowing everyone down. But just accepting that if I need to go slower, I need to go slower so that, because I really don't want to get injured and slow down the party even more. Well, you've done fantastic on the trip. Um, I think the, the train on Isle Royale is, um, it's a little bit different. It's an archipelago, so it's a big rock that comes out of the water and the trees don't really root into the ground. They kind of root on top of the ground. So you're constantly hiking over tree root and uh, rock. And the fact that we came out of time when they've had a lot of rain. So at some point in time, it was basically walking really weird on the trail, trying to avoid your boot by sinking into the, into the mud. And so it, is, it does slow you down for sure. When you have the trail fighting your hike, just because of the way the trail condition is, yeah, it can definitely slow you down. That's one of the expectations that, you know, I think you have to have coming to I Royale is that, yeah, it's flat as in, you know, topography wise, it's flat. There's no elevation gain when you're hiking along the shore, but that doesn't mean you're gonna be hiking three miles per hour either. It can really, really s slow you down. You're, Ariane, your boot almost like <laughs> didn't come out of the mud. <laughs> yeah. Um, in some portions of the trail along the coastline, it's been an extremely um, wet season. And uh, the mud pits are pretty deep from all of the hikers um, kind of, you know, wearing out out the piles uh, a little bit more. And at one point, I, I just... I, I felt very confident in my step in that it wasn't going to be that deep. And I just went for gold and I ended up in a mud pit down to about mid, uh, probably about um, uh, mid calf. And uh, I had a really hard time pulling my foot back out. I started to feel, I started to feel the, you know, the uh, shoelace you know, straining a little bit and pulling. And I, I was I was a little frightened I'd be uh, bootless at one point on the trail. And we would have asked the whittler to whittle you a boot, and that would have been... <laughs> All would have been well. It's, it's interesting, the concept of boots. Uh, one of the things that we've learned coming out to the island is, uh, well, fox or sly, everybody knows the saying, but uh, here at Isle Royals, Fox, in particular, have a tendency to really uh, steal from the hikers, and uh, we were witness to uh, some of that along the trail wore two boots, a right boot and a left boot, but they were not the same brand. Uh, <laughs> they uh, were not the same size, and they belonged to two separate hikers. Um, it had moss growing on one, and they had been chewed to bits. Um, and it was indicative of um, a fox had taken those boots and captured them for, his, for himself. Um, and it was really interesting to be able to see um, 
something that we think as hikers belong to us, but really we are out into the wilderness and, you know, this terrain belongs to them and they are taking, it seems like they are taking back the terrain from us. Well, you know, the trail is muddy. The foxes need boots to hike in and what better way to hike in mud is just to steal some boots off the table. So, yeah, so I think, um, so I think the weather has been kind of, um, Kind of a factor on this trip it has been a little bit uh chilly um but the good news is that we have seen the sun the sun is kind of peeking out right now um the bad news is that they've predicted gale force winds for tonight and we're unsure if we're leaving saturday or not but you know what who cares um we'll work it out and we'll we'll you know we'll do whatever we need we need to do um, the one thing on the when you come to Isle Royale is that you are on an island and you are you you can fall victim to the mercy of the boat getting here or not getting here. So that's something you have to know when you plan your trip is that um, you know Mother Nature doesn't really care about you getting back to the mainland. <laughs> so if it's bad weather and the boats don't come, the boats don't come, and so you're going to be here for an extra day. On the other hand, we were late leaving Houghton, which meant that you know we got here late, and that's just the mercy of uh, of Lake Superior. I love all of you, man. Thank you so much for coming on the trip. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. While we were out on the island, I had an opportunity to talk a little bit more with Jill, and I really wanted to share with you this special one-on-one -on -one interview as I imagine her story will really resonate uh, pretty deeply with many of you. Jill started out cautious, but she ended up nailing the hike in a way that she couldn't have even imagined. At one point, I actually had an enormous amount of difficulty catching up with her. But watching her relinquish all the weight of the fears that she held on, on that first like day and a half of the hike was extremely inspiring to watch. So I want this interview to serve to all of you as a reminder that anything you find was worth it in the end is because it was once hard, difficult, or challenging to you in whatever form that was. And you'll never get to the point of knowing it was a breeze if you give up before you even try. So just remember to get out there and trust that trail. So, Jill, <laughs> um, we have found a nice little cove here in the shower room. Shower room. <laughs> we are uh, waiting for the boat to leave. Our trip is officially coming to a near end, and uh, I wanted an opportunity to get to hear some of your thoughts for our listeners um, on kind of what this trip entailed and uh, kind of what your own experience was. So, um I, what, I would say, what were your pre-notions of what to expect from the adventure go, going into it? Hiking together as a group, gaining more experience, going someplace that I would just be too chicken to do on, on my own, getting to, getting to enjoy the luxury of someone else doing the planning and the, <laughs> and the um, permit securing and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of the uh, it, route planning because this is one of the mo most remote uh, 
trips to, yes. to pre-plan. So yes. uh, kudos drawing to you on, to let somebody else do all the work. Yes, drawing <laughs> on your experience bank with it, knowing that you guys had been here many times before. So that provided a much more secure feeling that I wasn't just trying to uh, do it on my own. So what has been your backpacking experience uh, before coming out on the island? A little bit. A little bit. My biggest trip was uh, four days on Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore, hiking that trail. Yeah. By myself. That was the trip that I made myself do to, well, I chose to do, to force myself to not be able to tap out. Since right. So you park at one end and they shuttle you to another end and then you have to hike back. So I could just up and run to my car and drive home. Good, good motivation. <laughs> Actually, that's very brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a really beautiful place to go. <laughs> so uh, the hiking is actually, Pitched Rocks is, is somewhat similar in terrain at times. Um, so having experienced something similar, how did the island itself differ in terrain from what you had anticipated? The sections of rock. Yeah. The sections of rock. Mud. Lots of mud. Lots of mud. <laughs> there were times when we were hiking well past our boot, um, dipping in, and so there were yeah. there were a few muddy sections. Um, the planks. The planks <laughs> were a big one. Let's talk about the planks because, uh, <laughs> you know, so when you're, when you are, when you're planning a trip to Isle Royale, um, there is a lot of boggy and swampy sections, and the only way to navigate through them as hikers is to walk the plank. Walk the plank. <laughs> and um, let's face it, it was it was very it was very intimidating for you, um, and I don't think you could have ever anticipated what kind of what you experienced. So, kind of share that experience and and how you got through it. Well, the first night wigged me out because I did not realize that I was getting really, really frustrated with myself, just even on the trail, without being on a plank, that my balance was just so off. And I was seeing myself already, I was fearing that I was already holding the group back. I figured there would be a likelihood that I might continually be the caboose, which wasn't always a bad thing, but anyways. So... Um, when we came across, the lower-lying planks that were closer to the vegetation weren't so bad, but when there was a couple of sections of higher ones where they were maybe, I don't know, two or three feet up, yeah, yeah. and there's just water beneath it, those were starting to wig me out, and I kind of froze up at one point and even got a little teary-eyed. But the, uh, was it later the next day I figured out that I had sea legs? So my balance was completely thrown off. Yeah. So at least the rest of the trip, I did better. That gave me a little bit more confidence that I wasn't going to completely freeze up in all of the plank situations. <laughs> I, I look back at Jill, and she's standing still on the planks, and I'm like, okay, I might have to go retrieve her from one, <laughs> from oh one of those. Goodness. But um, I, I think it was really, really beautiful. You powered through it uh, so nicely. 
um, you got through on the other end. And, and let's face it, they're, they're very narrow planks. Um, yeah, barely standard 12 by one. Barely wide enough for your two boots to, yeah. to, and that doesn't take in any tip value or any wind motion <laughs> sending exactly, you in another yeah. direction. And very little for you to support yourself on with the hiking pole. So um, it was it was funny. Uh, every now and again, there's a double plank section, and um, uh, every time Jill would walk up to it, she was just just so gleeful to see the double plank. Double planks. <laughs> so how do you think that you could have um, better prepared yourself, or if you? were trying to describe the terrain or the experience to somebody who had never backpacked here but was interested, uh, what would you suggest to them? Experience. In, in what way? Getting out and backpack, loading up your pack, going out, doing some shakedown hikes, trying to find some place that could emulate where you were going to be, if not be a little bit tougher, so that... I suppose like with strength training, if you want to have a certain level of strength, then get to the point where you're able to work a little bit more than that. Yeah. So then the level that you want to be at seems easy or not that difficult. And what about the terrain and the planks? Uh, what about, what stinking about, planks. <laughs> stinking no, I shouldn't say that. I'm grateful for the planks. <laughs> Otherwise you'd be walking through swamp. <laughs> yes. Grateful for planks. Um, what, what about the terrain, uh, was so unexpected that it, you could have been better prepared with? That is a really good question. I just realized that a lot of, I had a lot of unexpecteds. I, I did not expect to feel so panicked when I would see the distance between me and the next person in front of me growing wider and wider and then all of a sudden that person would disappear yeah. in the woods and I, panic would just grip me and that was very unexpected like I talked about it like looking at times like Snow White's yeah. woods um, so I that was that was very unexpected I don't know that you can prepare for all aspects that's true. A hike? I think I saw you overcome, personally, you overcome so much self-doubt and so much um, questioning of your ability, when in reality you had the ability from the get-go, you just questioned because perhaps the group dynamic um, got in your head a little bit of, uh, about um, the pace and comfort and, and level of, of backpacking. Um, from day one to now day, end of day five, are we on day six? <laughs> Quite positive, day five. <laughs> you know, how would you say that your confidence level is and going back out there and doing another five days it would be much higher yeah it would it would be much higher I was just so fearful of like I said being the caboose holding the group back any aspect of my hike negatively affecting 
the dynamics of the group. If I were to, I'm 55, so I'm no spring chicken, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a relic yet, but so I'm not as agile, obviously, as the youngins were, right. but um, so just fearful that I would slip on slippery rock, and I had fall, <laughs> managed to fall down a couple of stairs just 10 days before and bruise my, <laughs> bruise my tailbone, so just fear that if I fell again, slipped and fell on my tailbone again that I would render myself useless or a rolled ankle <laughs> or um, anything like that. All right. The thing that helped me was coming to understand throughout the week that I we were all equally at risk of injury. I wasn't the only one. Two, I learned that it's okay to ask for somebody to hike with me or to hang out and just keep an eye on me um, at the next juncture yeah. so that I just continually remember I'm not alone out in the woods all by okay. myself. <laughs> You've got the elusive moose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just coming to three, trust in my own footsteps and just not be so fearful with every step. It was so beautiful to watch you uh, on our <laughs> longest day. Um, you just had a glee and a step in your like a pep in your step that hadn't been there the previous two days and it was really beautiful to watch you pass that level of uncomfort or distrust in yourself and move forward with like actually just enjoying your surroundings and everything that this place offers you. Yeah, trusting more the people that I'm with and that I don't constantly just have to pull over when somebody's behind me just because they're behind me and let them pass. <laughs> I can trust you guys to let me know if you guys do want me to pass. <laughs> I mean, if you want to pass me. Right. <laughs> um, well, I was I was hiking behind you a lot for the gummy worms. The gummy sure worms. Passing out <laughs> gummy worms. Gummy, <laughs> gummy worms are good. Um, so what would you what would you say was the highlight for you? The highlight for me was overcoming the fear. Yeah. It was a big one. It was. It was a big one. It and was it, huge. And it, and it was like part, it was like half of your trip. Yeah. And learning to get outside of my head. Yeah. That if I was having negative thoughts, just to take my mind elsewhere, focus on where I'm at, like laying in bed at night, rather than laying there and shaking that I'm in the wilderness, I'm in the, no, I was refocus my thoughts to, I'm on an island in Lake Superior and hearing the waves crashing against the shore and seeing the moonlight through the trees outside of the... This is my first experience sleeping in a shelter. It was... Honestly, this, this environment begs you to remember where you're at. It just like beckons you in. It's like the siren call of, yeah. of the waters. And um, it's very easy to lose grasp when you're, uh, you know, going down the rabbit hole with thoughts that are lending towards, no, I can't do this, or no, this isn't right, or no, I don't want to be here. Uh, you know, all the negative things that uh, we all think from time to time, even experienced backpackers. Um, and just like kind of engulfing your surroundings and, and, and just kind of enjoying the moment. So I'm sure uh, so every now and then I would see Jill kind of looking at Scott and I, kind of like 
peering in and um, absorbing, uh, you know, our, our chatter, the way we did things. So I'm sure our listeners are, are very curious um, uh, to know what's the one thing that you learned about us as, as backpackers? I learned how just chill. I hate to use a overused word, but just very <laughs> relaxed you guys are and unworried about things that things that I would tend to get more riled about or obviously <laughs> I was a worrier. So <laughs> things that I would have been concerned about or worried about or you guys just rolled off your back. We'll find a way to deal with it and it's not going to be a big deal and that I really learned a lot through the week just watching you guys over and over again that even a path that I was worried was going to be too strenuous or this or that I came to understand that your experience level has given you guys the ability to be so relaxed and confident and I guess that's what it boils down to is the more you get out there and the more you test yourself in certain environments that you're unfamiliar with or scenarios that you're unfamiliar with and it it really does lend to a level of confidence um, because I see so much confidence in you um, and it's really a beautiful thing to watch. That would be, I, would be where I would say I wish I had had more experience in the last two years. I mean my last, the pictured rocks hike was two years ago so that's a pretty big gap. Yeah. So I think if I would have had more trips in there, even one-nighters, yeah. I would have been a lot more confident. Well, you're narrowing the gap now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ariane. So a few final thoughts um, as we kind of close out the podcast in the Porcupine Wilderness area. About it, Isle Royal. About Isle Royal. <laughs> First of all, it's beautiful outside. Where was this weather when we were on the island? <laughs> I'm seeing stars for the first time in probably like 10 days. Yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> um, but I would say that my expectation uh, of the trip was just blown away by the camaraderie of the group. I have never laughed so hard with all of the things that we came up with and we just became such I mean we became such good friends in such a short amount of time which I don't think I've ever experienced uh, that before and I guess when you make a full-fledged apple pie in the backcountry in a team effort legit apple pie. legit <laughs> apple pie um, there's something magical about the trip. Was it sunny? No. Did we see a bunch of uh, moose and wildlife? No. No. Um, but it was freezing cold. <laughs> sometimes it was but, a little bit cold. I won't say freezing. I mean, it got down to about 45. You're or, a tough nut. Uh, you know. But but the camaraderie and the magic and the inner beauty that the trail was giving us at the same time, the um, the friendships and the laughs and just the, um, I guess the, the ins inspiration of seeing people start coming out of their shell of, and overcome, you know, so every single individual on this trip overcame something and gained an enormous amount of confidence and, and just really, kind of came into their own hiking style. It was really beautiful to watch. 
Yeah, and, and the fact that we adopted a backpacker for the first time on <laughs> our trip. Um, uh, Pancho, we love you if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you for letting us uh, kind of... Um, kidnapping such a strong word but but thank you for coming into our our circle uh, our and circle and 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 letting us come into your circle you didn't have a circle you were by yourself but um we'll invade we, your alone time uh to really get to know you on a very personal level and and um just had a blast form form a new friendship there, yeah it, so. it, it was great and uh so, I mean, all in all, uh, the trail conditions were at some point in time, I would, I would rate probably uh, on the 4.2 miles we had to do between Daisy Farm and Three Mile. If I had to rate that trail, I'd probably rate it a D minus. <laughs> uh, it was probably the worst trail, I've, one of the worst trails I've ever done. It was bad. <laughs> Um, but due to the conditions well, of long term, like weather over the course of the yeah, last dude, month, Lake but. Superior <laughs> was spraying on the trail. <laughs> you actually walk, you had to walk through the spray of, of the lake. And I'm pretty sure that's, uh, that's, uh, a, a rough trail. But, um, having said that there was so much more, there's just so much more magic. And the, when we say trust the trail, we talk about. You know, trusting that, you know, you may look uh, skin deep and or you may look on the surface and say, I don't know, weather's bad, gale force winds, boat may not come, we may not get off the island, the trail's flooded, um, it might be chilly. Those are just surface. But the skin deep part of Trust the Trail is you made such good friends you laughed so hard. You made freaking apple pie in the backcountry. When things didn't seem like they were gonna go right, they went perfect. And that is the skin deep of Trust the Trail. That is where the magic of the trail happens. Also, huge shout out to Josh and Ryan. Um, if you guys are listening to the podcast, thank you for sharing your shelter. Really super appreciate it. Thank you for having backpacking etiquette. They, they were our trail angels. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. If Johnny, if you're listening, uh, you are our first uh, person that we met at Three Mile. Thank you for sharing the shelter and having um, gone and beyond, beyond the call of duty for uh, backpacking etiquette. Um, really super appreciate people that get it and understand uh, what everyone's out there trying to do and being a part of the backpacking community and helping out your fellow backpacker. A uh, huge, huge kudos to that. We had a great time. It, it was perfect. Uh, couldn't have asked for a, a better trip other than a much smoother ride to and from the island. <laughs> at one point, at one point, I believe we were free falling off of a wave. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and my stomach was pretty much in the, you know, top of my throat for the majority of six hours to and from. But all in all, despite all of the low points, it made for an exceptional journey that I don't think any one of us will ever forget. Um, the beauty of that place paired with 
the, the people and the inspiration that we were surrounded by continuously moment after moment after moment and it was just blindsiding us with with new and improved experiences um hands down definitely the best trip of 2019 yeah absolutely so uh thank you guys so much for listening um we're uh gonna enjoy the evening we're watching a lightning storm way off uh out of lake superior and it's absolutely absolutely beautiful right now so we're gonna wrap this up if you enjoy the podcast please post a comment on itunes um, or on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate that. It helps spread the word. Um, shout outs to all of our Facebook members. You guys are great. I couldn't believe all the photographs and the interaction that we had in our Facebook group uh, for the five days we were gone. It, it was just so good to see everybody posting on the group. So thank you, everyone, for just making that group something very, very special to Ariane and myself. And of course, thank you to our patrons, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, Jerry, Suzanne, Brad, Bill, Nick, Helene, Mike, uh, and of course, uh, Jacqueline. Thank you guys so much for being part of our Patreon community. Our podcasts are available on Overcast, Podcast, Breaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, Radio Public, which helps support Trust the Trail if you listen to it on Radio Public, available on both iOS and Android. And, of course, we're on iHeartRadio. If we're not on a podcatcher that you listen to, let us know. We'll get on there. You can also follow us on Instagram. We posted a bunch of uh, iRoyal pictures on our Instagram page, Trust the Trail, and, of course, our Facebook page. The trail absolutely gave us much more than we thought the trail could ever give us on this trip um, and that is why when you're out there whether it's the first time or it's the hundredth time the trail always gives you what you what you need so remember trust the trail you guys see you later bye, bye. bye.